I'm Andrea, and I believe that women have the answers, that when we come together, we can create great things. So I've created this space for women to share their stories that unite and connect us. You're listening to Our Story Speaks. Welcome, friends and listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so grateful to you for being here. Today, I have a very special guest, Joni, and we process our first few days and weeks into the coronavirus pandemic. We take the time to really dive into our experiences while we're in the midst of them, and we share the ways that we're staying healthy and sane. I would love to hear how you're doing during this time and all the ways you're taking care of yourself. As always, if you'd like to support this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe, and leave me a review. Your feedback absolutely helps this podcast to grow. Hi, Joni. Thank you so much for joining me today. Mm, Thank you for having me. I am so honored and delighted to be here with you. Yes, this has been a um, conversation that has been delayed, but uh, we've both come to believe that the universe has its timing. And so here we are this morning. Yes, truly, the whole world has changed since we first made our plan to talk. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, let please, let's just start with telling my listeners a little bit about who you are and who they're listening to this morning. Well, my name is Joni Advent Maher, and what I like to tell people is that I am a mystic, a spiritual midwife, and I am a visionary leadership mentor for women who are here to make a difference and make a greater impact in their lives. I have a husband and a daughter, and we are currently, I'm sure like the rest of you, stuck in our home here in Virginia. I live in Richmond, Virginia, and it's beautiful and lush and green right now. I'm looking out the window and seeing the trees beginning to sprout. They're beautiful green leaves. Um, I also have a podcast myself called Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow, Mm -hmm. which is really about learning to trust and partner with the wisdom within each of us. And I'm the founder of a body of work called Sumptuous Living, which is all about finding ways to flourish and prosper in any circumstance. Yeah, I love your podcast, and I was delighted to take time to listen to it. And even the title is just speaks to my heart. And so, Mm. um, yes, I'm excited to get in with you, but... um, Joni and I decided that we really did want to speak to um, what's happening today is Tuesday, March 31st, and here we are in the middle of uh, this global pandemic. And so that's, it's undeniable that that uh, has to shape our conversation on some level. And so, yeah, let's just maybe chat a little bit about how it's been for you or what you know, how the journey to even finding out in the first few weeks have been like? Mm, mm, mm. Well, that, that, <laughs> that's a big subject. 
because it's it's really fascinating and interesting to me uh initially you and i had talked about having a conversation about my relationship with my mother and my daughter and it's fascinating to me because when we in the collective in the larger world have been going through some pretty big upheaval i have had issues in my personal life that have brought me really deeply into family and so the drama that's been going on in the backdrop really was i was kind of removed and unplugged from that so mm -hmm. i'm thinking about just a few years back when the presidential election was going on and everything was unfolding with the the, the trump and hillary race uh, my mom was diagnosed with leukemia and just had a few months to live and so the world in a way was going mad and i was uh, pulled into into that relationship and into kind of the core of uh, i would say coming back to love coming back to love in a relationship that was very challenging for me mm -hmm. um, and so I say that just to say that when this virus was hitting the news and starting to break out, we, I had a similar experience with my daughter who has had issues with anxiety and depression and, and had been struggling for a while. And we were working with her to, to try and keep the car on the road, so to speak. And so literally uh the wednesday before everything hit the fan with the virus uh, my daughter needed to be hospitalized for her anxiety and depression and so i spent the first week of what was happening with the virus going in and out um, of a special facility for young people she's 15 mm -hmm. uh, who have issues with anxiety and depression and so again it was so odd to be in yeah. a situation where the world again feels like it's going mad and i am being pulled back to um i would say to my heart and to tending those primary relationships um and the one with my daughter she's a, a singleton so <laughs> i like to say she's our limited edition <laughs> she's our one and only um so and there were a lot of mixed feelings that that led up to her hospitalization and and she is doing better she's mm -hmm. home now but it, it it just colored my experience of of going in and she even spoke about you know when she went into the hospital world the world was normal and when she came out it was a whole different world um so i did you and i talked about this briefly before uh i, I think we all experienced a kind of shell shock uh -huh. uh, with what was happening and so i <laughs> i was having two levels of the reverberation of that shell shock one was the shell shock of the the virus and and all the changes that were happening so rapidly uh, so rapidly and then of course the shell shock of my daughter needing to be hospitalized and 
and and just seeing i think as we all do when things come to a head and then they suddenly burst it it reorients us in a way i mean that certainly has been my experience where we get reoriented to oh this is how i thought things were and then some event or crisis occurs and and it's as if all the pieces get thrown into the air and they land in a new way and and they reveal uh, new truth or new perspectives that that we hadn't seen and and that certainly was the case with her hospitalization and i do believe that to some extent we're going through a bit of a slow motion version of that in the collective, uh, certainly oh. it's felt like things have exploded um, in some ways and the, the pieces are still making their way or, or, or flying around through the air. That's kind of the image I get. And we don't know where they're gonna land ultimately or when they're gonna land or what the perspective will be once they do land. But, but I think we all know with certainty that that it is not going to be the same. Yeah. I feel hopeful that it's not going to be the same personally. (laughs) There is a part of me that speaking to um, what you just described, where when things fall apart and there's beautiful books written, I think by that very title, when the things fall apart, um, this idea of, you know, radical acceptance. I think Tara Brock's uh, book by Mm -hmm. the same title, she speaks to that very idea where things are so out of control and you're so out of alignment with the reality of life. And the minute that you can move into that space of, okay, this is what's happening. It almost like invites all of these opportunities that you never had before imagined, right? And yes. so that feels incredibly painful as you're going through it. Like <laughs> yes. you don't wanna, I don't wanna, like nobody wants to do this. But if we can accept that it's happening, right? And and this is with everything, like with your daughter, with myself, right. with my yes. daughters, you know, like with yes. all the people I love, if we can just accept that it's happening, on the other side of that, there are uh, there's beautiful things potentially waiting for all of us. Yes, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I I do believe that it is through meeting life on life's terms, as they say, that we grow into or become the women we were born to be, and. And it is, it is only through saying yes, and, and it's along the lines of radical acceptance, but I, I have a note on my fridge that says resist nothing. Yeah. Um, and it's easier said than done some days. But. Oh, yeah. It's really easy to forget that. And for me, it's almost a, <laughs> like five times a day reminder that the minute I am out of alignment, the minute I start to push back and resist, that's when you create suffering. That's when, um, you know, so yeah, I think that what you're describing has probably been a very uh, 
common or you know a universal experience the collective is having this sort of slow yeah this can't really be happening right Mm -hmm. as evidenced by people still going to the beach and right you know like yes like I live kind of near a very busy um highway and it's it's pretty busy still like it's slowed down but um for the most part like people have begun to really like tuck in and Mm -hmm. but there is I think yes been a collective sort of this can't really be happening yes Mm -hmm. right well it's shock and certainly in our in our country we have not experienced anything like this within our recent history Uh, meaning the kinds of um, ways that we have had to adjust or or change our lifestyle Uh, certainly there there may have been times in the past I, i think about the great depression or things like that or or even the I guess the flu that took place in uh, 1918 where there were so many deaths, but so many other countries have, you know, I think about the, the countries where there has been war in modern times and, and things that we just get to see on the TV or hear about and, and say, yeah, that that's somewhere else that doesn't happen here. But for us, in our Western culture and in the States to experience something of this magnitude is, I guess, 9-11 perhaps, but this, this is still a little bit different. Yeah. Than because that. it's impacted every single person we know. Exactly. It's, every one of us is involved in this and yes. we've had to make sacrifices. Yes. And, I change our lifestyle change our lifestyle and I'm grateful that you bring this up because I do have um also feelings about because here in the United States we have been um spoon-fed and told certain expectations about what your life can be like and Mm -hmm. whether you join Mm -hmm. that crowd or not Mm -hmm. the reality is is that anything you want is available at almost any moment of any Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know people have space and their own homes and no one's crowded and we could go on and on with all the privilege that we have in this country and so and and not only do we have all this privilege, but we're like sold that it is our right, that you deserve it just yes. by being an American. Yes. And so Absolutely. this has really required us to take a selfless stand, which isn't arguably our strong suit, um, and to say, okay, I'm going to give up some of my freedoms and my liberties and my access and my entertainment and all of the things that we do uh for the collective yes which actually is a beautiful thing like if we can look at it from the perspective of all the folks that are doing that who are saying mm-hmm. yes i'll i'll meet i'll step up and do what i'm supposed to be doing right now mm-hmm. i mean that's lovely that's beautiful that's inspiring to me on very many many levels 
Mm-hmm. And so, yes. but yes, I do think that especially here in our country, this is unprecedented. I mean, my lifetime, your lifetime, this is nothing like a normal <laughs> Tuesday in my <laughs> No, a normal go through the drive-through at Starbucks, get your drink, and and go on with your life. Yeah, go to your yoga class or or whatever. Go to your yeah. your job at the office. Right. No, this or is just not. have the option. And I think that's yes. too. Again, there's this like there's this certainty that we understand to be real, but then there's also a perceived sense of certainty. Like if I wanted to go to yoga, I could go to yoga. Or yes. if you wanted to go to Starbucks, you could, but yes. we don't have that right now. Yes. And so, yeah, there's a very surreal experience. And so imagining your daughter going through her own struggles in the midst of this is like, wow. I mean, what strength on her part? I hope that she sees that as, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it's interesting because she does she has tremendous strength. Uh and it's interesting I was speaking with a uh, a friend of mine last evening who knows her well and she was reflecting on my daughter's name is Lila. What a, a powerful presence in being she is because she is the kind of person that enters the room and everyone knows it. Um, and she's just very dynamic. However, she's she's at a point in her life where, from my perspective as her mom, she is not she's not seeing uh, her her strength or her power or her facility, even even though she has moments of touching into it. Um, so we've talked about taking this time because of course school has been canceled. So they have this extended six month period. And I've talked to her about, you know, what would you like to do in these six months? Like what are some skills you would like to cultivate or because she's very creative and very Mm -hmm. talented. I said, you could dive into, you know, any given topic and, and really cultivate some expertise in it. And she's still chewing on that. But the, the piece that I think is fascinating that I want to share is she has said to me the last couple of days, mom, we are living in a social studies lesson. Do you realize that other, you know, that other people are going to be learning about this, that my children are going to be learning about what we went through? And there's something for her that feels really meaningful about that, about like being a part of history. And mm-hmm. I, I think some of it is that age where we are considering, so what is, you know, what is my place? What is my contribution to the whole? Um, what, what am I here to do? And so to even recognize in that way, oh, I'm a part of something bigger. You know, I'm a part of something that is touching the whole world and remembering that is is valuable and is uplifting and is giving her again that new perspective that she wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I think that's one of those on the other side of this there are going to be some very beautiful Mm -hmm. Um, outcomes and 
I, I see that for myself because I understand now, especially that everything worth having is uphill. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean, like, it, no one would run a marathon if it were easy, right? But when you train and you do it, it's worth it because you've like really put in the work. And that's what we're kind of doing right now. We are putting in the work and then there's going to be this outcome. Not to, um, you know, obviously there's a great cost to what's happening as well, which yes. is significant. And that yes. will certainly live with all of us, the trauma of, of mm-hmm. this experience. Um, but I am grateful that in part my own children get to experience this and it's hard for them and they're little people. My four-year-old, I have a four-year-old and a, and a nine-year-old and um, my nine-year-old understands what's going on um, because he hears adults talking and he's smart and we don't really, you know, we have to give mm-hmm. him an explanation. Um, but I can see sort of the confusion and the like almost a depression settling over him, you know, like, why am I home all the time? How come I can't, you know, like, yes, like my friends and Mm -hmm. they're craving sort of the structure. And while they're getting it, it's like Mm -hmm. every day is the same day on repeat for them. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, as much as they're like, can we watch another movie? Like I know in their little hearts, they're like, they don't really want to watch another movie. Like they want to go to the park. They want to do fun things. They want to see their friends and go to school and talk to their teachers. And so it's, um, you know, this is, again, it's hard for all of us, but this is going to be one of those resiliency building experiences uh, that hopefully does change a lot of things for the better. Right. We, we've all been talking about the ways, certainly, that the planet and humanity have needed, in a way, an intervention um, or s- something to, to write our course. And it would seem that, that this may be one method in that direction. I don't presume to know everything, but it just from the outside looks like some change is happening and certainly the planet is experiencing some benefit from us slowing down and pausing and doing things at a different pace. And I I do also recognize that there is a cost. There is a, a loss of life that's happening and there is a you know, there's economically a, a lot of impact and, and I recognize that there are those that are struggling and brought back to that survival level fear. And my hope is, and I believe that we can come together and support each other, um, but my hope is that we can do even more of that and to, to find more sustainable ways for all of us to thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I would love to hear a little bit. Uh, we're both in the midst of this. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful that we've talked um, about kind of how hard it's been. I would love to hear kind of what you're doing, just to end on a note of like, <laughs> how we're keeping strong. You know, what, you, what are you doing? What are your practices that are keeping you from 
allowing this to kind of swallow you? So I love that question. And, and one of my big uh, passions in life is, is practice and my practice and always coming back to whatever practice that may be to both to just have my greatest sense of connection to internal resources and external resources. And one of the, the things I appreciate about right now is that there is more spaciousness and there is more time. So I can be more uh, leisurely or expansive in the practices I do. And, and for me, they take a couple of different forms. I do a lot of somatic work, which means um, work in the body, which can look like movement, like a movement meditation practice. I have a, a sanctuary space where I both do my creating, it serves as my office, but it's also where I do my spiritual practice. And I, I have an altar in there that I sit at daily and I, I do uh, work with prayer and I work with meditation. And for me, moving my body is really key and important uh, just to inhabiting you know, inhabiting all of me and not just living in my head, because I think all of us can get so, uh, particularly when we're in shock or fear, just kind of bounce up out of our bodies into our heads and, and have all the thoughts whirling around <laughs> in there. So working with breath and just putting on meditative music and dancing I am a huge nature fan, so I get outside and walk in nature. Um, and one of the other practices that I've been working with is, is, is actually a joy practice or a fun practice. I have a circle of women that I... Uh, have come to know as friends and soul sisters. And so we have been getting together weekly and playing a game virtually. Uh, and the game is called Sparked. Um, it's a, a really fun conversational game. And it's something, I own the game, so I do the spinning and read all the cards, but it's a way to talk about just different topics and it gets us laughing and and also connecting in a meaningful way and i i recently realized that for me the joy and the other piece which is creativity um and and doing things that are creative are are what will keep me uh my most sane and my most like my cup most full to have something to give to others or to set the tone in my household because I do believe that we as wives and mothers or just women, you know, we impact everyone around us and we often set the tone. So putting joy into my life and consciously connecting with friends has been important practice as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. I agree completely. I do think we are the magic bringers. And so 
Um, yes. I will. I love your idea. I'm going to totally <laughs> do that. Yes. Like, find a fun question game. Yeah. It would be nice to talk to my friends and not mention <laughs> what's currently happening. Yes. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, some of it's the combination of, of just coming together and, and what's present in our lives today, but, but also putting it in this backdrop of, of our, our hopes and dreams and, and our past of, you know, whether it's experiences we've had or, or just ways or, or humanity that we can find the joy and the laughter in mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> is important. That's perfect. I love that. Mm -hmm. And well, so my last question is, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, goodness me. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I ask my guests that question many times as well. And, and I always love to hear their answers. So, so probably the, the answer I might give on any typical day is different than perhaps what I might give today, given the fact that we are in the midst of all this. Um, so I believe what I would say to my younger self is, uh, is, is trust what, trust yourself, trust what you know. Just trust what you know and prepare for the adventure because it's it's going to be an adventure <laughs> prepare buckle up right like put your seatbelt on and keep your hands in the ride you know, the whole time yeah perfect so uh please share with my listeners how they can hear your podcast or find out if you have a website or how people can connect with you Thank you. Yes. So my website is revolutionaryheart.com. The podcast, which you can access there or anywhere that you get your podcasts, is Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. So you can look up that name or if it's easier, my name, which is Joni Advent Maher. And I'm also on Instagram under Joni Advent Maher and Facebook. Uh, under Revolutionary Heart. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I, uh, I had mentioned to you, this is my first post-apocalyptic <laughs> recording. Um, so I, I believe that this was the right timing for us, and I'm grateful that we made it work. So thank you so much, Joni. Oh, it was my great pleasure, Andrea. I'm, I'm so pleased to be here with you. And I appreciate you inviting me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope you got some value out of what you heard today. You can find information about upcoming episodes on Facebook and Instagram at Our Story Speaks. You can also email me at OurStorySpeaks2019 at gmail.com. So please send me an email if you have a story to share with other women. You can now listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor. 
I have excellent guests and topics in store, so please like, share, and subscribe. Send me your feedback and leave comments. I'd love to hear from you.